The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to help keep them safe while keeping your sanity. Here's your host, a cybersecurity expert, best-selling author, and parent of four teens, Lisa Good. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. We talk culture, social media, trends, and all the stuff that drives your digital kids. Some things you may know about, but fair warning, most you don't. Let's jump into Your Kid's Secret Life. I'm your host on this crazy journey, Lisa Good. So let's get back to it. And in keeping with my 2021 goal of starting out with something funny, here we go. What's an astronaut's favorite place on the computer? The space bar. Bum, bum, bum. All right, without further ado, let's kick off this week's show. After several days above 90 degrees, I think it's safe to say that summer has arrived. I don't know about your kids, but mine love the summer, especially the swimming part, but they also like reading, listening to audiobooks, and working on other projects, like my oldest daughter, who is designing her own haute couture dress for a school project. Now, I'm sure I just botched that, and I'm sure she would tell me the correct way to say it, but I'm a mom, so I can get away with that. And of course, there are also online games mixed in during the summer, which brings me to a study I read about kids, technology, and summer. This study is advocating for one of two things for kids. One, they either need to be in school year-round full-time, or they should be required to be in school, even during summer, at least half the day. Could you imagine that? School full-time? I'm not sure how kids would like that for 12 years. Mm, No, I don't think so. Well, the logic behind this study is to keep kids and to help kids avoid the summer slide. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear summer slide, The vision that pops into my head is kids smiling and squealing as they fly down a slide into an ice cold body of water. Whether it's your pool, one of those big blow up bouncy slides, or at an actual water park. So what's wrong with that, right? I mean, even at my age, I love a good water slide. Let's just say that that is not what this study that was put together by the American Educational Research Association and the RAND Corporation had in mind. Their definition of summer slide is that kids supposedly lose up to 40% of the gains they made over an entire school year just over a few months in the summer. Now, isn't that interesting to you? I find it incredible that in just a few months, the kids can lose or forget almost half of what they learned in an entire school year 
when they can rattle off, I, I, I mean, like 50 million songs, every single word, word for word. It's incredible to me. But even more incredible is that the study also says that some kids lose 90% of what they learned over the school year just during the summer. Now, I have so many questions, but I'm not going to get into that, not, at least not here. I'm just not going to go there. And I am a huge proponent of getting kids off of computers, tablets, and phones. If you've listened to me, you know that. However, I know that sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And that technology in and of itself is not a bad thing. It can be very educational. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share some apps and games that you can plug into your kid's summer schedule that will be fun, safe, and they'll be learning with these. And it'll help with that summer slide that these researchers tell us are taking place. Now, summertime is supposed to be a time to go outside, right? Kids today would rather stay inside connected to their devices. Now, these three apps that I'm going to mention will help motivate your kids and possibly you to want to go outside at least a little bit more. First up is the Audubon Bird Guide app. Now, this app is crazy fun. It's got all kinds of activities. It provides a detailed list of over 800 different species of birds that your kids can keep track of as they see new ones in the wild. They can use the app to compare the number of different species they've observed with each other or work together to find ones and complete a list. Now that's not required. You could just use this app just to identify birds that you see that you don't know what they are. Like for us, we for the first time ever had a visit of a flicker. It's a special kind of woodpecker. I have never ever seen one of these before. Well, this app helped us identify it. It was crazy. The other really neat thing about this app is it also has audio clips that lets your kids hear what the birds sound like. This app is truly amazing. If you like birds, no matter what your age, you want this app. Okay, next up is called the Star Chart app. This is sure to spark your kids' imaginations and capture the interest of any future astronomers. All they have to do is point their phone or their tablet to the sky and it'll teach them or tell them all about the stars, the planets, the constellations, and the galaxies that are up above them. They can even see the sky as viewed from anywhere on the planet, which is really cool. And this app isn't just for little kids. Even high schoolers who have already learned a lot about space, they can dive even deeper into what they've already learned. Now, what list of useful outdoor apps would be complete without a plant identifying app? I know, right? I'm an avid gardener, gotta have this. So this is number three on our outdoor app list. It's called the Plant Snap, like S-N-A-P app. It allows you to take a picture of any plant and immediately identify it. You know, like poison ivy, poison oak, and everything else that kids see. It also gives kids information on how to take care of the plants they see, how it grows, what it takes to grow, how big it grows. It's just a lot of fun. And your kids will have a blast 
learning all the cool names of, in, of the flowers that you have in your yard. And the neat other thing is this also will identify fungi and um, earthworms that they find. If you have any gardeners in your house at all, they'll like this app. Now that we've covered the outdoor apps, let's talk about problem solving, critical thinking, and academic skills. Here are some apps that keep kids engaged and help them retain what they've learned in school in a sneaky way because they're fun. I'd suggest letting them play these while sitting outside in the fresh air, or you could stick with using these on those, it's too hot to go outside, it's too muggy, I hear that frequently, and on rainy days. Now here's nine apps that you can use this summer. Number one, Cut the Rope. Cut the Rope is a timeless iPhone and iPad app that is great at teaching kids a bit of problem solving and perseverance. And even as, as an adult, after you get so far up on this, it's actually pretty challenging and it's really fun. Number two, Mystery Math Town. Now this game has the player solve customizable math problems in order to progress and win. Mystery Math Town is especially useful for kids who need to memorize times tables or strengthen their basic math skills. Number three, where's my water? Now this one is like cut the rope, but it's a, it's a puzzle game that makes your kids work to find out how to solve each level. This is really good for critical thinking skills. And even though it looks cheesy, it actually gets really difficult. Number four, Winky Think Logic Puzzles. That's quite a mouthful. This app includes a variety of different puzzles that challenge your brain in various ways. Your kids will feel a sense of accomplishment as they progress to more difficult puzzles each day. Number five, Wordwhile. Wordwhile is an app for kids who are starting to read more involved literature in their classes. Or if you have those kids who are like bookworms and love to read, especially like to read the classic books, they're gonna love this app. They can pick which book they wanna work on and then they kind of fill in the words from the books that have been left blank. Now, this app also has like a Mad Libs option, which is a lot of fun, especially for those nerdy book kids. Number six, Dragon Box Algebra. This app is designed to start your kids on algebra early. It's a fun way to introduce your kids to the basics of algebra in an engaging and low stakes environment. Plus, once they get into school, they'll feel great that they already know the basics. Number seven, Barefoot World Atlas. If you have kids that wanna visit far off places, um, I know I do. Well, travel is kind of on the no-go list in most parts of the world. And for a lot of us, it's just out of the question right now. Well, this app lets your wannabe travelers at home learn about the people, the cultures, and famous cities all around the world without leaving the front porch. Number eight is Toontastic. Toontastic is created by Google, fair warning, but it's designed to give kids with creative ideas a chance to make cool 3D animations. This is really a neat app. If you have a, mu a musician, an artist, or a future filmmaker in your family, this app should be on your must get list. Number nine, Splash Learn. 
Now this is actually a website that's widely used in elementary schools as a way to teach kids reading and math through games. Each game is designed to develop specific skills and you can customize which games your child can play to help bolster their weak points to let them play to their strengths. It's just a fun game. Now some of the apps I mentioned above I've had personal experience with and the rest I have friends or family that have vetted them. However, there are many, many more fun and educational apps that would fit the summertime gap bill for you. You can do a quick search online or in the app store on your phone and find something that will fit your kids, their likes and their interests, and what you want to accomplish for them over the summer. I would encourage you to make sure that you, that you check the privacy and the data collection policies before you install any apps. You'll also want to check out how the app functions. So you want to play with this app first before you just install it and give it to your kids. Trust me, you really want to check out the app. And don't just play till level one. You need to go like 10 levels deep because that's where your kids are going to go. You want to ask yourself, are there any in-app purchases that your kids can easily click on, which are tied to the credit card for your iTunes account? You don't want to end up with a surprise summertime bill from Apple, right? Of course not. And if you're using parental controls, remember to go into those settings and make sure that the newest apps and games have the settings you want, including time restrictions. Because we all know, even adults, once you start playing something fun, time just seems to fly by. And before you know it, you've spent three hours on this game. Now, playing these games for hours on end every day wouldn't be helpful or good for your kids. And if you install anything at all that has a chat or a play with others option, please make sure you're okay with that or that you can turn it off if you're not. Otherwise, I suggest you just skip that app. Now that I've given you all those apps and games, let me give you a gentle reminder from one parent to another that even the most beneficial games and apps are no substitute for getting outside and doing other projects that don't involve screens. You know, real life. Now, let's enjoy what's left of summer and I will take at least one day of a summer slide, please. The kind with sunshine, smiles, and lots of water. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and working adults with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. Here's our opening joke. How are PCs like air conditioners? They stop working if you open too many windows. Okay, if you have a PC, you know that's true. Let's talk about YouTube Kids. If you aren't familiar, YouTube Kids is a colorful, stripped down version of YouTube full of animations, bright colors, and cartoon avatars meant to keep the youngest internet users engaged your kids. When scrolling through the app, kids can see everything from Nickelodeon song mashups to prank series to baking videos. It's supposed to be the mini, less vulgar and pornographic version of YouTube. And 
in all honesty, for the most part, it is. There are some really great videos on educational stuff, science experiments, how-tos, and just wacky videos that are actually pretty funny. There is one piece that I have an issue with though, and I wanna talk about it. And apparently it seems like I am not the only one. In fact, members of Congress are now calling Google out for this feature. Can you guess what feature it is? It's the autoplay feature and it's turned on by default. This works just like YouTube for adults. When the video that your kids wanted to watch or that you told them that they could watch ends, another video which is selected by YouTube kids and Google's algorithm automatically starts playing. However, unlike in YouTube for us adults, in YouTube kids, Google offers parents no way to turn the autoplay off. Can you imagine that? You, you can't turn it off. Think about that for a second. Google is not letting kids watch the one video that you've given them permission to watch and then stop. No, they are then automatically playing another video and another video and another video and another video. These are all videos that Google has picked for your kids to watch. While that may not seem like a bad thing, think about the manipulation behind that. Google is leaving it up to a six or seven year old to be mature enough to press stop after they watch the video they were originally after. Yeah, how many seven year olds do you know can do that? I mean, heck, how many 20 or 30 year olds do you know have the self-control and restraint to watch just one YouTube video? Yeah, I don't know. If the YouTube video, if the autoplay is on, um, even I'm guilty of getting sucked into this. You know, I'm growing some red seedless and red globe grapes in my garden. I went to look at some videos on pruning table grapevines, and 45 minutes later, I have watched I don't know how many videos ranging from pruning grapes, deer proofing your garden, raccoons climbing in a garden, to people growing strawberries in rain gutters. And honestly, all I really wanted to know was, can I prune my grapes this way or will I kill them? That's what drove me to YouTube. And 45 minutes later, here I am down the rabbit hole. So yes, autoplay for kids without the option to turn it off is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's manipulative. Now there are two objectives behind this. One is to keep kids glued to the screen and particularly YouTube. Kids should be going to YouTube to watch specific programs or videos, not going to YouTube to watch what YouTube recommends to them until a parent, you, walks in the room and yanks them off. I've seen some of the selected content that YouTube has chosen to show as next, and there's a whole lot of it that I don't approve of. And I wouldn't want my kids watching, especially if I had younger girls, like if my girls were younger. Just one example are some of the videos that encourage and glorify dieting for kids. These YouTube videos are, are no doubt driving the eating disorders that we're seeing in eight, nine, and 10-year-old little girls. 
And don't even get me started on the videos which encourage girls on how to make their clothes sexier. How is that even appropriate for kids? How does that even get on YouTube kids? I don't know guys, but there we are. And now the second objective behind the forced autoplay feature is of course all about the money. Or as my kids say, Mom, it's the moolah, the De Niro, the cold hard cash. You know, the longer your kids spend on YouTube Kids, the more money Google makes from its advertisers and sponsors. The only way you don't see ads or sponsored commercials on YouTube Kids is to pay for a YouTube premium account, which is, as of right now, $11.99 a month per account, or you can subscribe to their family plan which is $17.99 a month for up to five family members, which it does state that family members should be 13 years or older. Just a disclaimer there. Google says that there are more than 35 million weekly viewers on YouTube Kids. That's a lot of kids watching YouTube Kids. I don't know if they're all kids though. Whether you pay them for a premium account and they just sell your viewing history data, and or if you stay with a free account and they they you know feed you and your kids ads and sell your data google wins either way i mean they're winning either way you go after the complaints from congress google has released a statement that they will add a turn off autoplay feature for parents in the near future they haven't given a date for the release so uh, I'll believe it when I see it roll out. But hey, it is progress, right? At least they're acknowledging that there's a problem. And before we jump over to the next topic, there is one more YouTube kids update that you should know about. Google is going to release a feature that will allow parents to gradually expose their children to more of regular YouTube. Parents will be able to move videos and channels from YouTube into the YouTube kids app for their kids. What Google has not said is if this feature will only be available to those who have a premium or family subscription, or if this feature will be free to everybody. Um, honestly, I think this new feature could go either way. And when it launches, I'll make sure that you're the first to know. All right, it's time for the latest TikTok challenge. Every time I think the TikTok universe has run out of crazy ideas and challenges, an enterprising young genius comes up with yet another one. So let's see, we just covered uh, the pee your pants challenge and the dry scoop challenge. And of course, we've had the back cracking challenge and the cha-cha slide challenge. And I wow, it's just wow, there are so many challenges. And if we're being honest, kids are immature and silly. So it's no coincidence that the majority of these challenges are ridiculous, right? We kind of expect that, they're kids. It's the dangerous challenges that really have me shaking my head in confusion because most kids do know that the challenge is dangerous and yet they do it anyway. Well, this next challenge is dangerous and actually selfish, if, if we're gonna be honest. And it's here just in time for summer. It's called the Baby Swing Challenge. And it doesn't include their little brother or sister. No, no. 
This challenge involves mostly teenage girls who squeeze themselves into a baby swing. You know those swings at the parks that you can put your toddler in and not worry too much about them letting go and falling? Yeah, those swings. And I'm sure you can guess what happens, right? No matter how skinny they are, and I've seen a bunch of these videos, they get stuck because this swing isn't made for that body size. And then of course, the friends who are videoing all of this for TikTok, they're laughing hysterically. Well, guess what? Now they have to call the fire department to get them out. Some fire departments have worked to get the girls out by using dish soap, like Dawn dish soap, and cooking oil. And it isn't quite funny to watch some of these, but it's really not, but it is kinda. And then most of the girls have to be cut out of the swing. Now that's where I think it's selfish because you've just ruined a toddler swing at the park so you can get your 15 seconds of fame on TikTok or Instagram. But there's an even bigger issue with this challenge. It's pulling our emergency responders and personnel away from possibly saving someone's life. You know, someone in a car accident or a fire, you know, real life emergencies. Now this trend is just taking off here in the US. I've seen over a dozen of these videos as of last week. This challenge started in the UK in 2019, where it's reported that they had 438 swing rescues. That's what they call them. In 2020, the number of swing rescues due to this challenge was at 777. That's a 77% increase in one year. I can only imagine what American teens will do because of course, American teens, they can never be outdone. That's how they roll. So parents, please let your kids know that this challenge is not safe for them. Also let them know that it's irresponsible and it's selfish. Several of the videos I watched of the extractions were painful and I am sure those girls are gonna have serious bruising and black and blue marks. And I also watched a few of them that ended up with some really nasty cuts on their legs. If there are any government officials listening to this, you know, like our local government people, honestly, I propose that after you get one of these calls, you should put out a public service announcement that if you get any more calls or pranks of this nature, that it'll result in a large fine for using emergency services or make it a fine and the cost to replace the swing because toddlers shouldn't be penalized for a teen's willingness to be TikTok famous. I'm gonna cover two more social media PSAs. That's a parent's service announcement. First one is, if you've grounded your teen for something, be sure that you've had the talk about sneaking out. I would include the fact that the doors and windows get locked, we set the alarm, and if you have a chimney, you should also discourage them from trying to pull a Tim Allen in the Santa Claus and trying to use the chimney as a way to get back in the house. Yeah, it sounds funny. And I know you think I'm joking, but alas, I am not. There have now been a handful of teens across the U.S. that have snuck out at night and returned home to figure out that their parents have locked down the house and they can't get in. Kids turn to social media, and in these cases, the wise and all-knowing wizards on social media are telling kids that if they have a fireplace and it's big enough and they're skinny enough, 
that they can shimmy down since the insides are usually brick. They, of course, don't tell them that it's filthy, and many fireplaces have this thing called a damper that could be closed, which means they could get stuck. And as you can guess, all of these girls, because they've all been girls, have gotten themselves stuck. Every one of them should be grateful that they weren't seriously injured or killed and that the fire department was able to get them out. So just remember that you now have to tell them, please don't use the chimney to come into the house. My final PSA this week is actually funny, but could be uncomfortable for both your kids and you as their parent. With it being summer, there are some videos floating around of teens and college kids sporting a face mask tan. You know what this is, right? They lay out in the sun with their mask on and then video themselves shocked saying, I fell asleep and I forgot to take my mask off. Now this trend is just kicking off, but I just want you to know, while it's not dangerous, I'm not sure you want your kids walking around with a mask tan. So there you have it. That's my two parent service announcements for this week. And that's going to wrap up another show. And until next week, remember, I know parenting in today's digital world is challenging and difficult, but you can do this. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa Good. To submit questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.